0: Little did you know, you are strong, smart, insightful, beautiful, hilarious, loyal, and loved. The podcast you need to navigate your 20s. Little did you know, with Shelby Eastwood. Hello, my friends, and happy Monday. We are also the end of January like how were we just talking about Christmas and New Year's and now like we're here <laughs> I don't even understand um it's been hectic to say the least um still waiting for everything to kind of uh die down and get um confirmed before I can share some news with you all but um it's been a crazy a crazy two weeks or so uh, last week when uh, I talked with Katie I was kind of in the midst of everything <laughs> literally had a panic attack because everything's just kind of happening so fast um but I was we're still here we're still chatting we're still interviewing people and we're still going strong so um it's I'm learning how to balance things and organize my time thank god for an agenda literally like my list is so long and I just keep crossing things off and like finding time in the middle of everything to just kind of like um, push away and push away at the, at my to-do list. That's literally 20 million things long. So, you know, just living my best busy life. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Um, but no, it's been, it's been busy. It's been great. Um, can we just talk about the feedback and the downloads of last week's episode? Literally guys, you guys downloaded, you guys broke day one, downloading records with, this podcast last week's with last week's episode like talking with katie the amount of people who shared the podcast the amount of people who downloaded it across canada amazing and thank you guys so much um you guys definitely broke yeah you definitely broke my day one downloading um record with last week's episode so thankful so thankful for katie for sharing her journey and her experience with us and so thankful for you guys for just sharing the podcast um Throwing it in your Instagram stories, um, sharing it through DMs. The feedback I got was insane. Sharing it on Twitter, um, it's just it was it was amazing to see, and I'm so so proud of that episode. I'm so so proud of Katie for sharing her experience and her story and being so vulnerable last week. Um, definitely one of my favorite episodes, and just I'm very happy with the feedback and that you guys loved it, and um, that. Katie was able to have a platform to share her story and be vulnerable and feel comfortable doing so. So, thank you guys for also creating that community um, to make her feel safe sharing that story. It was amazing. Um, but this week, I'm super excited because I have another guest for you all. Um, and it is a male guest this week. Ooh, which we haven't had a male guest, uh, we haven't had a male guest literally since. Um, we, I launched this podcast, so I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm excited. We're going to talk about his wife. We're going to talk about um, his uh, motivational speaking and his story where he comes from. Um, and how that affected his mental health growing up and what have you. So I'm really excited to get him on and kind of just get that story. And uh, we are, he's actually in the waiting room right now. So we're going to take a quick break and we are going to get him on. All right. Well, we've got Day. I think I pronounced your name right. I should have said something. Die. Yeah, die. die. You know, it, it looks like day, right? It does
1: look but it's, like uh, day. D A I is Welsh for David. So that's like if you if you look up how the we- the Welsh people say David, it's like die and is like this big long syllabic word, right? And uh this is the pet form. Die. die. Yeah.
0: Okay, well I've already screwed this up as in we just started, so you know. We can
1: keep it, we can just keep it. I'm good with that. You won't believe Shelby, how often that happens.
0: Oh, okay? I can Im- so I can imagine. It, I can imagine, <laughs> but I didn't want to mess it up, and I, of course I messed it up, but it's fine. Um, I'm no, so excited no, no, no. to have you on today. Well,
1: I'm excited to be here too. <laughs> this is an honor, and it was a treat to find
0: out you're, you're on the other side of Canada. We're fellow Canucks. I know, I know. I was as soon as before, like I before we started here, before the, we got on air, um, we were talking about how we're both from Canada, which is kind of which is kind of sweet. So <laughs> it is
1: very sweet. It's, uh, uh, no, it's great. And uh, also knowing that uh, I, I grew up in Ontario, moved up to Vancouver, Canada, uh, when I graduated high school. Oh, so uh, nice. But that, that, that first part, those adolescent and informative years were definitely
0: I can uh, only Ontario imagine weeks. how much yeah. warmer it is in Vancouver compared to where I am right now.
1: <laughs> Listen, uh, we won't go into the weather conversation, but I'll tell you, the snow just left. We had snow for over two weeks here. Oh,
0: yeah? Like, well, the snow is past great. my knees here, so...
1: <laughs> well, you, you, you can keep that. <laughs> uh,
0: um, Do will you, you want to kind of tell everybody who you are, what you do, uh, sure. your kind of story? I didn't want to take that thunder away from you, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to give you the short version. Yeah. We'll just sort of see where it splinters off from there. But, uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm 45 years young, as I like to think, and... I'm a dad, first and foremost, of two teenage girls. They're they're now 16 and 18, but they tend to remind me they're like 28 and 30. <laughs> uh, but but you know, it, it's been one of the greatest adventures as well as accomplishments of my life is just being a dad. You know, and and then next to that, I've been dating my wife. We're going on 22 years,
0: and that's something I like, really want to talk about. <laughs>
1: oh, it's so like crazy. Like I think about it, it's like my entire adult life. No one knows me better than my wife you know like that 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 depth of connection but um also with with that awareness and that deep connection uh you learn a lot about each other especially what what buttons to push so uh we'll probably touch on that a a little later too uh but you know that's that's really sums up my family you know Uh that that is one of my pillars, one of my core values and and really influences, well, I'll I'll just say it's the filter through which I pass a lot of my decisions, right? And, um, outside of that, you know, I'm someone who just loves helping people and, and I've coached and mentored people since I was 17 years old up to Uh. now in lots of different fashions and, I got into building a business with a partner. Uh, I did that in the retail sector and the fitness industry for seventeen years. Exited out about six years ago because I knew I needed to make some big changes. Mm-hmm. I needed to make big changes, and and uh, so my family and I we went traveling around the world. You know, gave away all our worldly possessions, packed up an SUV, and said, adios. Were your daughters went uh, with you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We pulled them out of school, and the way we went. And, mm-hmm. and we'll probably touched on that too, and yeah. so I'm just trying to paint a very broad picture. Mm-hmm. I've got. A lot of different uh, things that I love to do and I'm passionate about, but uh, I've been very, very specific in how I've engineered my life these last six years, that's, you know, and, and uh, yeah. That's so, amazing. Uh, I just
0: love, I just love how much energy you have. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> Sorry, because I've had one too many coffee today. That's so totally,
0: uh, that's uh, totally uh, acceptable. Uh, <laughs> um let's kind of start off with your I know motivational and inspirational speaking um, and like you've mentioned before like just helping people is a big thing for you what kind of motivated motivated you to pursue that Avenue
1: well, thanks that's a really good question you know Shelby and uh, I, because of the nature of the time of year right now, I mean, for those that are listening to this, we're, we're speaking right at the beginning of 2022. And, and you know, right around New Year's, uh, I do a lot of introspection and reflection, but also intention setting for, mm-hmm. for the next year. But without really understanding where I've come from and some of those experiences, and, you know, as I like to say, the challenges I've, I've been learning from, uh, unless those are taken into focus, it's really hard to focus our sights on anything in front of us. Yeah, and, so on the the whole speaking side of things, it's it's something I'm very passionate about. But I'll be honest, you know, it was 12 years ago. Had you asked me about speaking even on a podcast, I would have been. Well, to be honest quite quite scared uh i'm uh i am not by nature someone that's quite outgoing yeah you know, I, i'm same. naturally introverted same same you know yeah and but i can i can sort of flex between the two but when i go on the extroverted side oh my goodness it just drains me right <laughs> it's like i need a nap now or a holiday uh after i speak because i, I have to put myself way outside of a comfort zone. but on top of that i want to make it in yeah you know, and, and I think that's the important thing to know is all of us, we, we have certain fears and things that hold us back. And there are always those little things that we're like, oh, if only I could overcome that. Oh, life would be so different. And and yet we, we set up this imaginary wall there. And I used to do that with speaking. But I knew, I knew, uh, I had a message to share and I wanted to make an impact. The only way to do that was I had to get comfortable getting in front of people. Yeah. And so that sort of thrust me down that, that path. Because if I look back, you know, when I got started in this whole... I don't know journey of coaching and mentorship. It it started because I was morbidly obese as a teenager. Oh wow! People think, Well, wait, wait, wait! How going from morbidly obese to being a coach that helps people get healthy, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually?" You know, like there's a bit of a. It's like, "What's the? Where's the gap? And how'd you cross it?" Right? Yeah. uh, I'll I'll tell you, it it wasn't easy, but it was worth it. Uh, At age 15, I was uh, very very depressed, very withdrawn, dealing with a lot of anxiety, especially social anxiety, based on my state of unhealth, and, you know, it wasn't like something that happened overnight, it it was a five-year process of me putting weight on gradually, you know, from the age 9 to 14, I really just ballooned, and um, between you and anybody who's listening to this, it, it, it was because I learned at that time how to deal with my emotions through food. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it was, I really just had a very poor relationship with food, but I, I loved the instant gratification of yeah. certain types of foods. Yeah. And I, did, I didn't I did discriminate, Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was a, I was a very good eater. <laughs> okay, so it could be veggies, it could be fruits, it could be a gallon of ice cream. You mm-hmm. know, I it was like, it didn't matter what's going in, And, um, and unfortunately, I didn't have a lifestyle that could offset that kind of uh, uh, an emotional eating habit, and uh, I just I, I, I gained weight. And as I gained weight, I became more depressed, more withdrawn. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: That's crazy. So, just yeah. like not yeah. mean to interrupt, but like it's no, crazy please. to hear like different people's experiences, especially like that with food. Like for me, I know when I'm anxious and stuff, I don't eat at all. So like oh, wow. me, so like you telling me that, I'm like I can't even imagine like going through any kind of emotion you're feeling and like going to food for that because I'm the opposite. <laughs>
1: Wow. It, well, and it's interesting, right? Because mm-hmm. we all do cope with with those yeah. extreme highs and lows differently. And and for, for me, sure. it was just I learned because I had full control over food. right? Yeah. Like no, I, exactly. I thought, that's
0: I, that's my thought exactly too. Like I have full control over not eating, so I just don't. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it, it's interesting when you when you become aware of those habits mm-hmm. in yourself, right? It's like, oh, geez, I kind of like to change this, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And, and but then we wonder how. Yeah. And there's usually a catalyst. It's not like we... I, I, you know, there, there's a story of uh, um, a speaker, actually. It was a story that he shared. His name's Les Brown. And if anybody looks him up, he's, he's, he's quite well-known, very accomplished author and speaker. But I, I saw him speak at a conference like 20 years ago. And I still remember this story. You know, he talked about this old dog on a porch that cries all day long, moaning and groaning, right? All day long. And, and this young man moves to the neighborhood and he gets quite upset you know he's a dog lover and he's like man there's gotta be something wrong with this dog I walk by this house every day and all I can hear is a crying and sobbing so he decides to to walk up to the house one day to find out what's going on because you know do I have to call an SPCA or yeah. or, or or is there something at work here and uh, so he, you see he confronted the owner of the, the dog who was this older gentleman and he said sir I just kind of ask you a question you know your dog he doesn't ever stop crying and moaning and groaning like it is your dog okay yeah the old man looks at him he goes yeah he's absolutely fine and he's like fine well why is he crying all day and the old man looks at him he says he's just sitting on a nail (laughs) and the young guy's like scratching his head what the dog's sitting on a nail that's why he's crying all day well why doesn't he just move and the old man looked at him And said it just doesn't hurt bad enough. Huh. And that story, when I heard that 20 years ago, it put everything into focus for me in an instant. Because you know, when you think about our own lives, we get really good at tolerating these little nails in our life, and we just put up with it. Yep. And we put up with it. Until one day we find out we got tetanus. But but seriously, like we, we just put up and we endure. Yeah, because naturally, as human beings, we are so darn resilient. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my climate change advocates—they're probably saying we're too resilient. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're doing a darn job at overpopulating this planet and all the other good stuff that comes with that. Um, but I digress. Sorry, I, I, this happens. This is squirrel moments. I get off no, my it's screw gr- gr- this.
0: I love it. it. Um, but, but back to that nail, right? We, we all have these little needles.
1: Yeah. And uh, for me, at age fifteen, it was just a very big nail it, it, it got to a point where I, I just couldn't ignore it anymore because the alternative option I started having suicidal thoughts mm. and, and ideas of you know life would probably just be easier if I wasn't here and mm-hmm. because you know at age 15 when I started thinking oh where am I going to be in 20 like only five years but you got recognized at that point that would have represented about 30 percent of my life on this yeah. planet at that point so that's a pretty big idea to be able to start uh, envisioning what the next five years was going to look like, but I can tell you, in doing that exercise, I, it was, I think it was a career education uh, teacher has civics that. and
0: careers is grade ten. So yes. Yeah. Okay. And,
1: and and so what I was thinking though, as they were presenting that and we were going through this exercise, I started thinking, you know, life's really really hard right now. In fact, I don't know of life ever being harder than I was experiencing at that time, at age fourteen, almost fifteen years old, and I started thinking. Well, if I keep feeling like this already, by 20, I don't see it getting any better. Yeah. And that was scary. And I think as
0: a 15-year-old boy, like me being as a teacher, I don't Mm -hmm. see very many male students thinking that at age 15. So the fact that you were able to is, like, fantastic
1: yeah well thank you and uh, it's probably also just good mentors and teachers in my life yeah and uh also had a, a mother that was very keen to to ask that question what do you want to do when you grow up yeah. <laughs> what do you want to be doing in a few years when you graduate you know and uh, uh but at the end of the day it was really hard for me to envision anything positive positive. Mm-hmm. and um and you know it, it was the craziest thing just one day i having a shower at my dad's place because my parents had separated divorce divorced when I was uh, younger. And, Same. and It was actually part of the emotional
0: Same. challenge that,
1: that <laughs> triggered the whole food thing. Uh, so I'm glad to hear we got that calm in there. Uh, <laughs> and I remember showering at my dad's and getting out of the shower. And I used to have this little cool trick I would do where I would stay in the shower extra long because it would get the, the, the mirrors all covered in condensation. So if I happened to look at my reflection getting out of that shower, I didn't have to look at myself. Oh, That that was like my hack because I I mean even back then there's very few photos of me at that time. I'm in a way I'm grateful that you know we didn't have smartphones back then. (laughs) You know because I I don't know if I ever would have left the house Mm -hmm. to to be honest. If I knew that there was opportunity for people to take photos and and, you know there's a lot of bullying online and and, and body shaming and I, I just I couldn't even imagine having to deal with that emotional. Trauma, Yeah. You know, and that's why I really feel like I look at my own daughters and what they experience and how, how certain things happen in the school systems, which you witness all the time, too. It's, yep. it's really hard, right? Kids like kids, it, kids,
0: can be mean.
1: Uh, they really can. Yeah. You know, they really can. And uh, so anyways, um, I got out of the shower that day because my dad was rushing me. And I, for some reason, locked eyes on myself. And I was like, oh, boy, here we go. And I started doing the scan down. I remember locking my gaze on my belly at that time mm-hmm. and then scanning back up. By the time I got back up, you know, it, it was like Niagara Falls <laughs> running down my chin and onto my chest. It was like I was wet again <laughs> because I'd been sobbing. And and it, it, it was hard. And, and But it was a moment there, and, and this is the craziest part. show, but there was a moment there where I was like, I don't want to accept this anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I got to get healthy. I got to make a change. Like there's, there's no way that I can keep up like this, you know? And I remember coming into that bathroom and finding my dad and being like, Dad, I want to get healthy, you know? I don't want to be fat anymore. And gosh, he, he took me that afternoon to go buy a mountain bike because he asked me, well, what do you think you want to do? I'd love to help you or support you. What, what, what can you do? I said, well, you know, I'd really love to have a bike. I always liked biking as a kid, yeah. and so I thought there's an activity I like doing, I know it's good for my body, it's going to help me, because I'd always hear people talking on the TV, you know, the Hal and Sue Johansons of <laughs> participation, <laughs> it was up in Canada, you know exactly what I'm talking yep. about. <laughs> and not totally dated myself. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I wanted a bike, and he took me and bought one, and, and I just started cycling every day, and, and then I went to the library, I got books out on edu- to educate myself on nutrition and lifestyle, and and, mindset. and, and you know, within about eight, yeah, I was actually closer to 20 months. I released that weight. I, I transformed my physicality to a place where I felt confident about myself again. I felt happy. I felt on purpose because people outside of me that witnessed and saw this transformation started to approach me to ask me if I could help them do something similar. And I was like, whoa, you actually care what I have to say? yeah. You're asking me this way i'm like looking around the room yeah who me and and that was such a beautiful feeling to be able to help others do the same thing and i was like i want to do this rest of my that's amazing you know, and that, that and I was at 17 and, and so obviously there's been lots of iterations of that but literally since i was 17 i've been purposefully trying to help people in any way i can you know and and that uh, fitness just happens to be one of those main conduits because i know if i can help people get a little fitter they're going to start to think and feel a lot differently about themselves for sure. And, 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 you know, it's that, that smallest of habits that can make the greatest amount of impact. And I find that fitness we're working out is that. I, exact, tol- I uh, totally, I yeah.
0: totally agree with that. And like when I first saw like your bio and I, this is funny cause I've talked, I've talked to a few other people, um, in the podcast that we met through Podmatch and I giggle every time. because it reminds me of like yeah. Tinder for podcasts. <laughs> yeah, so I giggle. So I'm just like, well, we matched on on Podmatch, which is really just Tinder for podcasts, but <laughs> your bio was, was focused a lot on like relationship side. So like, I didn't really, at, at the beginning, I was just like, this, this guy's perfect. We're gonna talk about like relationships with his wife and this and that. But then like, as I start to like, I started to like dig a little bit more into like, um, your, your, your webpage and like the things you talk about. And I noticed that fitness was a big thing. And I was like, Hey, like my background's in kinesiology, like this, that's, it's all, it's all about sports medicine, like anatomy, um, how your body works, like playing sports and doing physical activity and all that stuff. So I, I really appreciate that your kind of journey kind of stemmed and started from that as well. And like, do you want to kind of like talk about how you know, how you notice your mental health change as you got more physically active? and like have developed more of a healthier lifestyle
1: yeah i i mean I, I think we all have have felt the benefit of what good choices uh can mean to us And what, i mean by, like this making the healthiest choice we are we can given the situation we find ourselves uh-huh. right like and i like to say it that way because i i've there's been times where i've been traveling and i haven't prepared any healthy snacks and. Hey, I, I'm listen. I, I'm starving. I'm gonna eat that burger. Like, I'm gonna go through the fast food restaurant rather than going buy a whole one. You know, I, I I prefer. I look for the cleanest option I can, but I'm not gonna starve. Yeah. Right. And. And so it's also having that ability to have that flexibility in the moment. And, and I think that comes with confidence of just being consistent and trusting yourself. And obviously earlier on, uh, uh, that, I couldn't say that I felt that way. Mm-hmm. But as I started to get healthier and as I started to feel more empowered by my decisions every day, I started to realize that, you know, I can do this. I get this. I, I, I this feels right. Mm-hmm. and was it almost like a that, weight my mental health improved, was it know?
0: almost like, like was a amazing. was it almost like a weight like lifting off your chest
1: yeah I, I had periods in my life yes because mm-hmm. you know depending on other emotional strains in my life at different periods mm-hmm. uh, especially you know my mid to mid20s to early 30s you know uh, that emotional crutch reappeared but now it wasn't food and it was alcohol mm-hmm. you know and so I kind of uh, switched the poison, so to speak, you know, uh, because I, I went through a period where that was my new way of dealing with stress in my life. Was mm-hmm. if I have a couple of drinks, I feel better. Yep. Also, the social anxiety seems to just disappear. Yep. Uh, and and so it became very very easy. And, and especially having young kids and starting a family, and, and as my business was scaling up, getting a lot more, uh, getting out there a lot more as a result. Uh, I kind of felt like I was living a double life. Yeah. You know, and um, that eventually caught up to me. And that was actually the the, the premise and and what started a journey that I've been on for 12 years now um, and that I shared in my TEDx talk this past spring. And um, so, yeah, that's, I mean, I know we're sort of jumping decades here. but No, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, these are sort of those highlights. But what I'm going to try to say to you is that when I'm consistent consistently making healthy choices my mental health is always in a better place mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. when I stop making those healthier choices they, I start to let other things slip when those things start to slip mentally I, I notice my energy shift and that affects my emotionally and spiritually mm-hmm. and it's, it's you know just the more we become aware of this and this is why I love journaling like just oh, journaling yeah. even about your emotional state every day and what's going on in your life what stresses are coming your way you can start to notice patterns
0: for a guy for a guy this is gonna sound terrible but like i feel like you just kind of especially for i find guys my generation and and like my age they don't do that (laughs) like i write all the time like i love to write and so like i'll write like if i'm like upset i'll write letters letters to somebody just being like i'm angry about this blah 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 blah, but like never send it to them you know what i mean or like um i am low-key kind of working on a book right now and like all that stuff but i feel like men don't do that and for you to say that you're like breaking stereotypical norms right now like (laughs) i love that
1: i appreciate that shelby and and unfortunately you know like that's i I know that's a a true stat that you're saying i don't know the numbers but i know that's a lot of the other data would support Mm -hmm. that because when you look at the personal development space it is largely funded by women yeah (laughs) like like and it's a it's a massive imbalance like in a you know predator principle almost to the point where 80 20 is present right mm-hmm. like so based on that you know that when it comes to the self-development habits mm-hmm. um women are gonna probably also implementing them because they're out there investing in themselves in that area and uh, i i realized you know i've always been into personal and professional development but i was lopsided to the professional side of things Mm -hmm. for a long time where i didn't focus on the personal development the 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 inner work as some people refer to it and uh when i embraced that it was like i I just exploded you know from from a standpoint of of excitement and clarity because with clarity comes confidence and when you have that confidence that you're doing the right things for the right reasons and you're going in the right direction Hello. it is way easier to, to start taking action and repeat those actions Oh, hundred, hundred 100 and, and so, 100%. yeah i totally yeah. agree and
0: i just i just l- appreciate and i'm thankful that like a male is being able to say that message right now <laughs> you know what i mean like i might not have a okay. lot of male yeah. listeners i hope i kind of do but I, I don't know that stat either but i'm just happy that you're sharing that and that like people don't need to be so what's the word uh like I don't even know the word. You know what I'm talking about. Like, and
1: you know, keeping... I, I do. And, and to be fair, like, I, this is one thing I've noticed the last number of years and, and why I, I, I started to to create men's groups, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, we have a, a group called Mentorship Monday, and we have groups that meet all, all around the world, and, and these little pods of men that come together to Aww. address the question, what's it mean to be a, a great man? You know? Aww. What does it mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? I love that. What are, friend, what are some,
0: like, what are some examples that people come up with?
1: Well, there's lots of that's it's, it's highly subjective. It's right? true. It, it depends on the individual. But I know for myself, when I think of what does it mean to be a great man, I, I when I say great man, and I'm I, yes, I, I it was interesting when I did my TEDx talk and, and some of that language is being used. I had some friends, especially one person that um, uh, refers to themselves as they, you know, yep. like uh, yep. and uh, being non-binary. They they said, you know, your language is really only talking to men. And I was like, well. I'm talking from my perspective, you know. That's that's fair. My perspective.
0: Mm -hmm. And if you're if you're identifying like we we won't go that whole route because that'll be a whole rant. But like if you identify if you're identifying as a man and you're speaking from that perspective, I think that's totally fine. That's totally fine.
1: And I'm qualifying that right now because I know there'll be people who listening like, ah, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I, listen, I'm fully aware of this, especially, like I said, I have 16 and 18-year-old daughters, and they correct me on my language use all the time, yeah. so I am up to speed on this stuff, and <laughs> uh, and I'm trying and I'm learning, right, and um, so with, with, with this, uh, sorry, where was I going? What, what does I'm, it mean to be a great man? better than good you know I want to do my best in, in whatever area I want to venture down otherwise why am I going there you know yeah. why am I going down that path why am I trying that thing you know like and, and so I'm, I'm constantly looking at certain values like family faith fitness you know, even financial health, you know, like there's a responsibility when it comes to having a family, you know, and, and being responsible and looking at how I can make an impact. So there's all these certain values that I've gotten really, really clear on. And because I've got the clarity on those values, it's really not as challenging to make decisions anymore. You know, I love the, the that. yeses and the yeah, the yeses and the no's are a lot easier to make. I, I, and I don't like to say it's it's black or white; it's that cut, clear cut. But it, it's definitely more in focus than if I was a bit more waffly with that. Stuff, yeah. You know, and, and and not clear on what's important to me and why it's important to you more more specifically. I
0: I love and, that. <laughs> I love that. Um, let's take a quick break, and then I want to talk about your your wife and all relationship stuff. Oh yeah. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, your story, I love it. Just, I love all of it. And like, you're very, in, you're very inspirational. And like me saying that as a, from a female's point of view, like I just, I, I take your message to heart a lot. And I really, really appreciate you sharing that. Um, I want to talk about your relationship side of things now. Um, one of your big things that you've talked about, even, um, when this episode started was about dating your wife and, Um, That was in your bio and it was one of the first things that like kind of drew me to Messaging you to begin with honestly. Um, So let's talk about her. Where did you guys meet? How did that all
1: start? Well, I'm going to thank my brother for it because he introduced us. Oh, uh, he was working in a, a restaurant with her at the time. Uh, it's a restaurant chain here in Western Canada called Cactus Club. Yeah, and, uh, it, she was working there with him, and uh, I had just come out of a relationship, and I was uh, down in the dumps, you know, trying to have my own little pity party. <laughs> uh, and I went and hung out with him in his restaurant, waiting until he would get off shift, so we could drink. Yeah, <laughs> you know, this this is my drinking days and. Uh, during that time, you know, I, I've always been a sucker for redheads.
0: <laughs> She's and, redhead?
1: Oh, you know, yeah. She, she is a tinge. Oh, tinge. <laughs> and uh, through and through. And I just remember seeing her for the first time. I was just like, hello, I want to know you. <laughs> you know? And uh, I remember intimating that's my brother. And my brother then uh, relayed the message. We started chit chatting. I invited her for a drink. And literally, the rest is history. That's. You know, or, 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 that's so cool so like
0: okay so you kind of hear all the time in like rom-coms and stuff like it's important to date while you're married and what have you and like that was one of your key things what does that mean to you what does dating by wife mean well i think we all have a different
1: idea maybe what the term dating means but when you think back to dating when you first get to meet somebody and you're you know, there's that that spark, right? There's that spark to be like, I want to know more about this person. I want to hang out with. this person. I want to be with this person. You know, like in in every capacity. And and then when you get to that point where it's like, I not only want to be with you, I want to be with you the rest of my life. You know, like I want. I know life is better when we're traveling the road together, Mm -hmm. you know, it's way more enjoyable, the the colors are brighter, you know, the tastes are sweeter, Uh, just, it's a lot more fun. Mm -hmm. You know, at least that's my, been my perspective to this point in my life, you know? And, uh, you know, when you're dating somebody, you, you, you are setting a lot of intentions in motion, right? There's the intention to treat that person a certain way. There's an intention to put our best foot forward There's an intention to be polite, to be kind, to be attractive,
0: right? It's like that effort. Well, it
1: is. There's a lot of effort. Let's be honest, you know, like, especially if you want to earn a second date, (laughs) you better do a really good job on the first one. You know, and and so for us, it's like, how do we continue to discover new things about each other? Mm -hmm. You know, how do we surprise each other still? You know, like, we have a weekly date night. And it's like non-negotiable. We have it locked in our calendar. We have Saturday night from 5 to 10 where we alternate every other week. We pick a restaurant to go to or a place to go or something to do, an activity. And and it's a surprise, right? So we get to date one another that way and have that weekly surprise. That's... COVID's put a bit of a damper on things. Yeah. It, we've had to get really creative at being creative, uh, <laughs> you know, to figure out other neat ways around that. But overall, there's that intention to have that... That's, very focused one-on-one time to date. I'd, love, know, to, I'd love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd love that so much.
0: <laughs> I feel like that's what, like, every girl wants, but, like, it's hard
1: <laughs> to find. <laughs> well, and, and if I'm completely transparent with you, like, the guy that I was when we first met wouldn't have had that intention. Mm. I, I, I wouldn't have. That's not how I was. That's not how I operate. But also, it hadn't been role modeled to me that that was even an option. Fair. And... So when I look at certain things, like even you know my my the first significant relationship any of us know is usually the relationship our parents have. Yeah. Yep. And my memories of that with my my, my they both remarried and they both had successful. So they were both you know once they remarried they've been with those partners for life. So like you know it, it happens. I get that, but I I think back to some of those impressions, right, and, mm-hmm. and experiences early on, and you can't help but recognize that. Hey, isn't it interesting that I'm repeating a lot of those things yep. <laughs> you know and, um, but a lot of times we're just not aware of it and I wasn't aware of it you know and, and until later on especially when I started to, to do that inner work as I was talking about that I started 12 years ago mm-hmm. but it took me coming to a place saying no to alcohol for one year and then it emerged and turned into a lifestyle I've drink since but instead it was a one year intention to really focus on me work on my emotional and physical and mental well uh, well being mm-hmm. you know and uh Holy smokes! Everything opened up. So, it, 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 sorry, and this is sort of um, why I'm bringing this up. It's I had to learn to date myself before I could date her again.
0: It's like that saying: you have to be able to love yourself before you can love somebody else, or expect bet, somebody else to love you.
1: How often do we date ourselves? Like, yeah. do you set with the intention in place to do something for nice you. for ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like because if we can't do that, if we can't date ourselves, how are you supposed to date anybody else? Yeah, you know, like, I I love, I,
0: it. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it that way because like people like like the saying like you can't love your or you can't love somebody else until you love yourself mm-hmm. or like that saying i feel like that that seems a lot more um challenging for people than sure. simply like just dating yourself like you like it's you
1: subjective i yeah. think right? yeah. like cause love means something different to everybody exactly. you know like uh, and and where i say dating refers to the action of actually doing nice things exactly
0: exactly and that's yeah. why i i love yeah. that say i've never heard somebody say it I'm that a big right language before. guy like i'm all about language and, and i know i love things. it i love it um, speaking of that, what is... So, what's the best relationship advice you've ever gotten?
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm not a religious man. I, I, I was raised Christian.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I'm not a crack one. I, mean, I shouldn't say I'm, I'm not. I am believe in a higher power of some sort. I believe in the energy, okay? Yep. Like, I believe that there's something greater out there. Do I know what it is? Hell no. Do I think anybody knows what it is? No. <laughs> but I think we're all interpreting that feeling that we have, that there's something more and we're locking our faith into different beliefs. And mm-hmm. that's great. And I'm all for it, you know? And But when I look at it, even the Bible, right, like they talk about treating others as you want to be treated. Like, that, that one thing I remember. Yeah. And, and, and that's a big one right? Like learning how to empathize and making that your superpower. Like if every human being had a superpower of being empathetic to others, I mean, how different would this world be?
0: A hundred percent. How would you kind of recommend or like, like help people, maybe especially men follow that advice?
1: Yeah, and that's a great question because now it's all about putting it in practice, right? And True. So the one thing I've noticed about myself was I had to look at my association first and foremost. The like your association your association, association time with
0: with relationships,
1: you mean? Um yes, uh, like and I'm talking just relationships in general, but but more specifically the people I spent the most amount of time with. Mm. Because when I looked at those individuals, especially when I was at that period where I knew the path I was on was not a path I wanted to be on anymore. And I, I won't share that story today, but I'll give people a little snippet, go listen to the TEDx talk because you know exactly what I'm talking about here. Um, but it, it, until I got clear, uh, that's the best way to put this. You know, putting things into practice sounds easy, but when it comes to actually doing the work, I know it's hard. Mm -hmm. But when we're around certain types of people that are used to doing things a certain way and have certain belief systems, we can't help but starting to adopt some of those. You know, just like our parents yeah. influenced and imparted on us some of our habits for an early yeah. age and belief systems. So, too, do to the people that we tend to hang out with the most because there's a certain understanding and respect, and it just happens. You know, Jim Rohn talked about this, and, and psychologists talk about this phenomenon. I don't need to go into detail, but it happens. Look at yeah. your own life, and you'll yeah. see how the people you hang out with, like, even you start to dress alike, right? You start to like the same movies. You like the same music. Yeah. And it's just, it's And what I had to do was take stock on my relationships and the people I was spending the most amount of time with. Because when I did do that, I started to realize there was people and the path that I was on was largely due to just following along, following what everybody else was doing. Uh-huh. Even though it may not have been providing me with the level of happiness, joy and fulfillment that I believed I deserved. And this is the hardest part. And any people that are listening to this, like, it is hard. Like, changing those relationships right i like guess i'll have people write me and they're like well why don't you just you know try to change those people and i'm like well listen it's a, if you can't change the people around you you just got to change the people around you." yeah
0: yeah and i wrote so you this is something you wouldn't know um i wrote an article that got i don't know if you've ever heard of the, the it's almost like a blog i guess like thought catalog so it's like, mm, a, I've heard of that, yes, yeah, I so guess. I got, I've written two pieces and they actually got published on, bo- both of them got published through Thought Catalog. And one of them was talking about 10 things I learned after a year of therapy. Um, and uh-huh. w- one of them, one of them was about, um, cutting people out of your life that don't bring joy and don't fulfill your life in the way that it should. And so you saying that is like, just crazy because I just wrote about that. <laughs>
1: i love it well, because there's truth to that right like, yeah I, I mean it's one of those things as soon as you start practicing that and going down that path of, of living that statement you start to realize this is a truth
0: uh-huh. and it took that me is- like it took me yes. well recently because i just post it just got published like a month ago but it took me like this past year amazing. to realize that and like yeah. having to cut people out of your life that aren't supportive of your life decisions or like aren't supportive of your relationships like you don't Nobody's got time for that.
1: <laughs> exactly. And, and you know, and I know there's going to be people here and I'm playing devil's advocate but because I know there's people that are thinking, "Well, what about family?"
0: I, like, oh, I I wrote about that too. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I know that was a sensitive one, but I, at the end of the day, you, you can't choose them. Yeah. But you can choose when you want to give in to what they have to say mm-hmm. or or even listen to what their opinions are. And trust me, there's lots of family members I just I don't entertain those yeah. opinions. Like that's, it's just That's where, That's where you got to start building your boundaries. Yes thank you and and that's so critical right but again this comes back to that whole conversation we had about values too right like if you don't know what's important to you and why it's important to you how can you tell others that
0: exactly how can
1: you set up the boundaries to say this is okay this isn't okay you know like and that's why i always say (laughs) this sounds so cliche but you gotta start by looking within Mm -hmm. right before you start changing what's on the out no you're right you're right. uh, yeah it's uh it's crazy i know but um and i i'm only an advocate for this because it's what allowed my life to go on a completely different yeah. trajectory over the last 12 years yeah you know and, and none of that would have happened had i not made that realization and set it in motion
0: that's amazing that's amazing let's take one more quick break i got two more questions before you for before I- Okay. Um, so as I was perusing your <laughs> website and bio, um, I did see you mention something about the four-hour relationship. That's very intriguing to me. Does that have to do with dating your wife? Like, what what is that? Yep. Can you explain so, it?
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, thanks for, for asking. We, we haven't talked about that for a bit, but my wife and I, a number of years ago, before uh, we, we really started... I was still working at my previous company, and we hadn't started traveling the world yet. And uh, during that period, we, we had the opportunity to do a couple of talks and participate in this uh, two-day event uh-huh. here in Vancouver. And we were asked to come and present as a couple about relationships. And we started talking about things and some of our own habits, and, and, and specifically looking at some of the intentions that we set for our, each other every week. And we we decided to put into this kind of like a framework that was mimicking, you know, the four hour work week kind of idea where you get really, really good at leveraging your time, but you you look at focusing your energy on specific areas. And so what we said was, if you look at our relationship, our relationships from a mind, body, and spirit perspective, uh, we, we said, well, what can we do every day of the week that sets 30 minutes of intention in any of those areas as it relates to our relationship, right? Mm. And so to give you an idea, like on, uh, as, as, you know, let's just say you, you did Monday, you did Mindful Monday, right? Like yeah. everybody likes those sort of uh, uh, um, acronyms, or, or not acronyms, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, Taco, uh,
0: Taco Tuesday, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yes,
1: uh, so Mindful Monday, well, it could be like 20 minutes of journaling, 10 minutes of reading, right? And and maybe we'll read a book, Um like some of ours, like more agreements, we love that book, uh, like conscious loving. Like we'll, we'll, we'll look at a relationship book. Yeah. Right. Um, then also for the mind, maybe we'll do self reflection, a, a, a period. You know, and that might be like a throwback Thursday, right? Where we set that 30 minute intentions. Uh, when it comes to body, it could be about uh, physicality, it could be nutrition, prepping a dinner or a meal. Uh, spirit, those could be just connecting with a very specific. Uh, individual or maybe mm. setting that that period of time to reach out to people you haven't spoken to for a long time mm. so do, do like, is the, it the like connection? you
0: set up like 30 minutes every day over the week like do you do four Correct. hours all at once no nope. 30 minutes a day so it's like I mean
1: think about it. 30 minutes is what 2% of our every 24 hours yeah it's not a lot but we're talking about focusing your, your energy on certain things that's going to enrich your relationships not only with your spouse but also with yourself and with others, you know, friends, communities, I mean, everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so you, we sort of broke it down that way, showing people how you could focus. We gave them ideas and different ways to structure it. And uh, we even gave, a, we had this little um, chart that they could fill out. You know? And uh, I'll, I'll dig up a copy of that. I'll share it with you if you want to put it in your show notes. No, yeah, absolutely.
0: That. I would love that.
1: Yeah, it's a fun little worksheet and and you know we, we always say set it with your partner so you sort of set the week's intentions mm-hmm. so like we do this on sunday sunday morning we, we plan out our next week yeah you know and and we and then, you know, we only spend 20 30 minutes doing it but we sync up our calendars make sure everybody's feeling supported on whatever they want to achieve that week and also identify where we might need some support and so each other can help and uh but we set this intentional time around relationships yeah you know and and uh, and it made a big difference. Now, are we consistent with it all the time? No. Um, but what we are consistent on now is is that weekly commitment to date each other, you know? And and, and I think it sort of morphed to that uh, after we had done a lot of this very intentional work. And that's what I just say to people. It's like, listen, if you set aside four hours a week to really focus with your that romantic partner in your life, to, to, to really delve in and do some focused time on your relationship, like just... I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Like, it's huge because when you add up that compounding of 30 minutes a day over the span of a year, you spent literally weeks working on your relationship Mm -hmm. with that person that you are committed to. And it's just
0: such a small amount of time, too. Like
1: It is. Yeah. It is. It's really 30 minutes a day to focus on your relationship. Yeah. And... uh, so anyways, yeah, that's sort of where that came from, that idea of a four hour relationship and that I know it's a bit of a play on the word, but it's just setting that intention to, to dedicate four hours a week to just that.
0: No, I I, I love that. That's I'm always looking for kinda of like advice and how, like how how like successful couples have improved their relationship and worked on it and so that's that's really awesome. Uh before I let you go, I have one more question for you. Sure. So if you could tell your twenty year old self anything or give him any advice, what would you say to him today?
1: wow <laughs> besides buy bitcoin uh i would probably <laughs> uh no what would i say it, it, this is really funny that you're asking this question because when i turned forty five years ago i led up to my 40th birthday with 40 days to 40 uh-huh. and every day i did a video as if i was speaking to my 20 year old self
0: oh that's so cool
1: and, and why I did that was that it was 40 different things that I would tell myself as, uh, if I could go back. But I said it with the intention that my kids were closer to 20 than I was. Yeah. So it, it was making sense that this would be something that they could benefit from, or sure. see value from. And uh, one of the biggest things, one of those 40 things that I recognized I, I recognize wanted to talk to myself about at 20 was just the idea around personal development, you know, that that this ego that you're Mm. protecting. It's actually shielding and sheltering not protecting. You know, this Hmm. idea that because I I didn't if I had better role models in my life, Shelby, like my life would be very different. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, I totally get it. I've definitely fumbled my way through a lot of things and and it'd be like, listen, there is an easier way but you have to humble your ego. Yeah. You'd be able to ask
0: for help yeah asking yeah asking i don't like asking for help i hear that (laughs) and what
1: i would say to myself at that time is it's okay to ask for help yeah yeah it's not a weakness it actually is a strength that's that's
0: that's so good that's yeah oh i love that i like that a lot all right where can um where can my listeners find you social media well, I, websites anything yeah
1: i was gonna say you know i'm, I'm quite active on facebook and linkedin sorry facebook linkedin and instagram okay and so if you can actually spell my name d-a-i-m-a-n-u-e-l so it's guy manuel uh you'll find me i'm okay. really yeah quite seo uh just because it's such a unique name if you spell it right if i uh, pronounce
0: google's it right, right so used, well, i was gonna say <laughs> google's gotten pretty used the the spelling correction
1: on that because they're obviously seeing my name spelled incorrectly a lot (laughs) Uh, so um i that would be sort of the the best place if you look and i always tell people just reach out send me a message yeah i heard you and shelby's talking this is this is what i would tell my 20 year old self like i I love having conversation just meeting people
0: no for sure i'm definitely going to i was slacking on it so i'm just definitely gonna shoot you a follow and hopefully we can Uh, stay in uh, touch
1: um, oh, i would love that oh and, oh, and quick note yeah. i was going to say also my website i've got about 1800 articles on it. i've been blogging since 2007 Ooh. long time yeah low G. <laughs> and uh there's a lot of content there that helps people to just get in more of the life yeah you know I, and I, I love that i i always just say just go and dive in like there's lots of good information there and uh, if you have any questions just let me know
0: yeah for sure and i'm going to keep an eye out for that worksheet because I'm, I'm going to make sure. him do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and yeah, listen, um, I, I think it's fun, and uh, I, I can't wait to hear how it goes from you, too. For and, sure, and, for and, sure. And Shelby,
1: thank you for the opportunity to connect with you and your audience today. And oh. uh, I love that you're putting these conversations out to the world because oh. these conversations got to happen more. Thank so, you so, so
0: much. Thank you. From one yeah. from one Canadian to another, I really appreciate it. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we'll chat soon, so take care. Sounds great. Okay. Thanks, Shelby. No problem. Bye. Bye. Okay, he is so cool. And I'm just I'm I'm he's so cool. I'm so thankful that he came on uh just being able to get a male's perspective on everything on life, on fitness, on mental health, on relationships. Can we talk about the good uh feedback and advice he gave to literally date your wife and if for my fellow females listening, do the same thing, date your husband, date your boyfriend. Like we, I think we always forget that and we forget to put in that effort sometimes because you just get into such a comfortable place where you're just like, oh, I've already secured this person. I can just wear sweatpants all the time. And yeah, sure, like wear sweatpants all the time. But like make that effort every once in a while, right? Like still date the person, still show that you care, still put in that effort. Make them dinner one day, make them breakfast in bed, bring them coffee on your lunch break. Um, just like the little things to remind each other. Why you fell in love with each other to begin with, and I think um, Di sharing that with us is is a great reminder. And I love how um, there's still men out there thinking that it's kind of like the idea that chivalry is not completely dead, right? Um, and his wife is his wife is definitely a lucky girl. And I just I think that's a those are some big messages that we can take with us as we continue going through our lives in our 20s into late 20s and recognizing, hey, am I am I putting in that effort in my own life in my relationships? Um am I surrounding myself with the right people and to help my life move forward in a positive manner or are, are the people I'm surrounding my, myself with holding me back? So that's something we can definitely think about. As we go through our 20s and into our 30s and 40s and and the rest of our lives uh it's that's so awesome, and the fact that he's Canadian, I think, is so cool. I remember before we started uh, the interview there, and he was like, "I'm in Vancouver," and I was like, "No way!" Like, just kind of because everybody I've kind of talked to is is from the states, right? Which is also super cool. The fact that we I can make that happen, but um, being able to talk with with uh, somebody else who's such an inspiration, I think, and he's from Canada, I think, is so cool. Uh, we'll definitely you guys definitely have to check out his TED talk. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm very curious now based on his story and what he said uh, in our conversation, kind of what his TED talk is about and his TED talk goes into more detail. So I think that that's, that will be super cool. So check that out. Um, Check out his Instagram and again, shoot me, shoot me a DM. um, What you guys think, if, if you guys want that worksheet that um, he mentioned, let me know and I will send that to you guys too. Um, So Take that message from, from him this week, guys. Do a little bit. Do a little effort. Show a little effort in your relationships, whether it's friendships or romantic relationships. And let me know how that goes. Send me a DM. I want to know all about it. So have a great week, guys. And say stay safe. Stay warm. It's freezing cold here. Um, and we will chat next week. Bye, guys.